Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon to all of you out here and in Radio Land. We are tuned. You are tuned to the Cricket Show and
Mommy kissing 
is not exciting or not the you know the conditions uh, we are accustomed to the conditions so it's just a matter for us now to um, adapt to, to whatever conditions that is presented to, to us and obviously you know the game awareness and the tactical awareness for us is very important um, so you, you could you could have you could get accustomed to the conditions mm-hmm. but the tactical awareness and game awareness is, is very critical you know we go for it and playing these games mm-hmm. interesting definitely yeah. Um, if I may, Andrew, sure. in terms of preparation, what are the um the planned preparations for the for you? So I think we do that. The preparation, any more practice games or so forth before the tournament starts? Well, <laughs> uh, like I said, we have a series coming up again, so practice. So that's five games that we have to play. Um, that series is very important for us because um, leading up to this. The young haven't played much cricket over the last two years, so it's important for us to get in these games um, to see where we're at, all the hard work that we've done um, over the last year, and the skills and the fitness work, the mental skills training, the full program that we were running up to the whole year, so it's good now to see that we can put it into action um, eventually work out these five games. Interesting. All right, um, so I'm staying with, with us, Brandon. Let's go to co-host Dr. Andrew Ford. Dr. Ford, your good friend Floyd Lamont Reefer is with us. All right, good night to all the guests and all the listeners. Uh, Floyd, there are quite a few venues being used for the tournament. Can you tell us the considerations that will have to be made, you know, moving from the preliminary stage into the into the the next stage that will be, I think, mostly in Antigua. I mean, if you expect variations in your approach to, to bowling and composition and that sort of thing. Yeah, the, you, you say that you find the eleven cards in venue that you play in that according to the conditions. Um, you, you look back at the history um, and the conditions, the scores that have been, have been scored at the venue. Of course, if you look at all those things in terms of analyzing and assessing that pretty particular venue. Um, where we play, I think we play our friend in Medina, then we move over to St. Kitts, and then once we get out of that zone, we move to Antigua. So, obviously, you know, these are three venues that um, we have played some cricket in before, especially St. Kitts and Antigua. We haven't played in Guyana for a while, so it's interesting to see. Know what, what type of service um, they present to us. Well, Gagan is traditionally a, a more friendly uh, surface, and I guess maybe Antigua, maybe a bit on the slow side. You think your your squad is composed in a way to move through the intricacies of the, the surfaces that you encounter? Yes, we, we, we already uh, we have a well balanced squad, the uh, horses, of course, is. I think our batsmen, we've been doing a lot of skills where we're our batters um, in the last night. And, and you guys will see that when the cricket starts, uh, you will see a big difference in terms of how these young men play um, compared to young men in the past or even compared to some of our uh, first class cricketers and some of our senior cricketers. So I'm, I'm confident in that. It's just a matter of getting into the tournament and keeping these young men as, as positive. Um, as possible, even an open mindset and be clear in what, how they want to play and just go there and execute. Well, I don't 
think we, we to this day have done well this stage group and we've exhibited skills uh, at this stage group but you know as players get older I guess and maybe concentration and, and adaptation um, what, what is it that you guys have done that you think we be what you mentioned you know the comparison between this group that's gone through this preparation compared to maybe the first class cricketers what, what have you beefed up to make them better our skills is just worth sure. I think there's pretty much the proof. Um, the ability to box, they not only to box the body, but to score off it. Gary is a lot more scoring options when he box the body because most of the teams are there's what it comes to the Caribbean with a lot of things. So we did a lot of work on the back in terms of looking for more boundary options, playing uh, a lot of those dot balls into, into singles. Uh, ability to rotate strike, you know, more often than not. Um, the ability to put bowlers under pressure, even when they're bowling, even when they're pretty good spells. So we've done a lot of work on that. Um, and like I said, it's just a slow to get some game time. Um, we did a lot of skills where the fitness level at the, the young men is very good. 15 players uh, that were selected to hit them ran over 40 in the Yoyo. So that, that's good, bad. Um, so these boys are, are big. They're getting stronger. They are SNC. Greg and Steve have done a great job in terms of getting the young men to the standard that they are now. Uh, we still have a long way to go. Uh, we do not I want to be crazy. Yeah, thanks for the work cut, but it's quicker after work cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've been trying to. Get them to be as professional as possible early in their cricketing career. Well, then I really want to develop the elite athlete, and I think we all know understand the importance of being professionals on and off the field. It's interesting you mentioned the holistic development being more than just the tournament, and I reflect now on the tour to England and um, what what the guys would have encountered there. And, and I'd ask you what you think they learned from being there in those uh, foreign conditions. But the, that was that. They toured to England for the first time. The last of they were taking almost two years. So it, it, that tour, to me, was, 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 was a learning tour for a lot of them. Um, obviously, this, they were exposed to international cricket. They were exposed to the different conditions. Uh, they know how to teach train, so they've seen a lot. And, and now they have a lot of other history. They have learned now how to be professionals, how to see the way how they operate. It's totally different from when they first started the program. Uh, we have guys, you know, pushing one another, one another in terms of doing the right things off the field. He makes the skills trainer. He's heavily involved as well. And so these young men are they are open enough to make the skills trainer. Um, it's very important and the way how how they um, have those conversations with the mentors it's it's very encouraging to see that how these young men have developed over the last time in terms of understanding the importance of uh, recovery, understanding the importance of how to bounce back from failure in terms of having an open 
might expect the Warriors to hold their approach again. So they've, they've learned how to deal with failure. There's an ongoing process. You know, it's just, it's just a long way to go from, from, from where we are now, but we're making tremendous progress. Um, do you think that the players, even at this age, have the aspirations or the drive or the desire to become senior uh, representatives of the West Indian Indian team? We 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 looked in the in the past at many uh, groups of on the 19th and, and just small small numbers come through basically because of what do you think is the feeling of the average on the 19 player about the prospect Moments, yeah. you know, as we go forward. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Father, I want to thank you um, for coming and talking to us this evening on Mason Guest. By the way, are you coming home for Christmas? Um, no, Andrew, we'll be working. Oh, you'll be working. So no, no, no sneaking into Barbados and going into your constituency and doing a bit of canvassing before you go back to Antigua. No, that's very proper. <laughs> are you running in the next election, Floyd? I just saw the seat I wanted, you know, if this would be, you know, <laughs> because I saw, I, I saw a big, a, a big, um, uh, slate in the, in the thunderstorm a couple of weeks ago, and I, I don't remember seeing St. George North, so I just began to wonder if you were not running the game, Floyd.
in Abu Dhabi. So, yeah, it was had that flavour of partying mm. like no other that Alex Jordan fire word. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful lady. Wonderful lady indeed. Yes, so, so what's your next assignment, Danny? My next assignment, Andrew, is to get back into Queensland next week, so I fly next Tuesday. Yes. Finally get home after four months on the road. Yes. And so uh, the next one is an interesting tale because I'm not sure, given what there's the Pakistan Super League, there's other tournaments being talked about. There's the Women's World Cup yes. down in New Zealand. Uh, that's in March. And then there's another outrageously big tournament that's going for 10 teams called the Indian Premier League. Uh, that'll be over April, May. So there's a lot on Andrew, but I'm also, it's about family, you know, I'm gonna get back and see my dear ailing mother. Um, but again, it's, it's tough to get back into New Zealand uh, because the MIQs and everything. So they're changing the rules in a month's time on the 17th. So hopefully you can get back and do a home quarantine for seven days and go and see her. Yes, yes. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Well, well Philip Wallace is with us and of course, uh, you got uh, Roland Butch as well. Um, Philo, Butch. Yeah, yeah, you got you got Butch. Have you ever met him before? <laughs> yeah, Butch. Butch, Butch played in New Zealand. He played for Pakistan on the road mm. for my old cricket club. So Butch is a he's a resident of really Kiwi. So that's his relationship. Hey, it's always good to see you here today, bro. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I hope you're well too, Rolly. Mm. Yep. Fantastic. Danny, have you ever met Philo Wallace? I've had to put up with Philo for a long time.
and I think the Western industry, as we know, recent times, you, you need your best eleven available, and um, you know it's just that's that's challenging in itself, given there's so much cricket on and franchise cricket um, and tournaments that are now starting to overlap. Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, Roland, your assessment of it? Um, I think Andrew, what we've seen so far is you know you've got a new West Indies team with players, some trying to re-establish themselves, um, a few new guys. You know, and as Danny said, I mean, Pakistan were one of the favorites for the World Cup. You know, they got the semi-final, um, played almost unbeaten, lost the one game. But you would expect that Pakistan would be um, the favorite, and playing at home as well. You know, they're a very good side. So it was always going to be a hard, fast task for West Indies. Mm-hmm. What I would like to say is that you know, I thought that the West Indies, um, they were the passing work for the effort today. Um, after the strong beat them yesterday, I thought the effort there was pretty good, and then they got pretty mm-hmm. good. So can be satisfied with that? Hello? Sanjo, obviously, when you look at the two competitive games, one would say that uh, it's a team in transition. Uh, they're looking to, a lot of young men looking to find their feet in, in T20 cricket. Uh, Pakistan is not an easy place to, to complete. It, it's difficult. Uh, and we have not been really successful. Mm-hmm. Then you look at Andrew, they have not really changed their sport. No, I don't hear Pakistan players pulling out of tournaments. I don't hear them getting rest because they're fatigued. I don't hear anything of such. But yet these T20 games are ICC events, so they are points. And I don't understand why we cannot get our best players to play these events. So when it comes to the big show, everybody can play it. And that is one of my concerns. I do hope that in the final team, they can put up even a better showing. And I get over the line because they need to start, they need to get the points from these games. They don't know now to play the arbitrary field of games. But you can see that the team here, in the first team, I got a message, you know, and, and, I, and the reply was, it was a learning curve. And I said, it's a very short series, and everything happens quickly. So it's about performance. Mm-hmm. Now said it's difficult to get cricket in these COVID guys, but these guys still have been playing cricket in, in these conditions for quite a while. And I just think it's that we need to try to get away from some, some of the fat handle mm-hmm. and try to, to, to get in good performances. If we understand what COVID is, we understand what the bubble is. I think it's, it's time that we really knock on our try or five right best when we're playing. We don't have a lot of time between games, but we need to be ready. These fellas need to be a bit, a bit more prepared mm-hmm. when they're going on these short tours, because it's a very short tour. It's, about, it's six games in about ten days, right? And you know, it, it, but they know what it is. what is required. I know that there's some guys down with COVID as well who have been started in that team ready squad. So some guys have to come in and fill in roles. But I still think that we have to have the adaptability from our players. Mm-hmm. And they can they can play in, in, in the various conditions now. Everybody franchise cricket all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just just before Doctor Ford comes, let's, let me come back to you, Danny. I mean, why do you think that West Indies cricket has declined the way it has? I mean, you know, the Halston days of West Indies cricket, that wonderful period between 1980 and 1995, the West Indies, you know, didn't lose up a, a series, but you know, ever since um, we had. Bill Mark Taylor comes to the Caribbean in 1995. It's been downhill, um, and you would have played against some pretty competitive West Indies teams. What do you think Danny has gone wrong with West Indies cricket? 
Yes, we have a little interruption there. We will be back in a short while. We definitely are going to be talking. Cruises and series ships. Just some of the world's greatest places in Europe. Yes. Drinks, Wi-Fi, and tips are always included. Plus, for a limited time, save up to $1,200. And if you like to I just think I'm not alone 
I've had discussions with many other colleagues and former international players in the commentary circuit. That really, that's just part of the reality, I think, of the globe changing and the game changing is that the, the game of test cricket has really come under a bombardment of white ball cricket. There's just no getting away from that. And is it, is it going like the beautiful game of soccer, football? So where clubs, they tend to dominate the ownership of a calendar individual. And you've got it all mixed, all the mixed races and everybody across the globe playing the beautiful game. And I think cricket's going that way. And you can't get away from that. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens um, given the near future of what is going to happen with Test Match Cricket, trying to jazz it up, play pit bull, night Test Cricket, I get all that. But really, at the end of the day, um, those nets you're talking about are being driven because these guys want to do well. They want to be retained by an IPL franchise. They want to be retained possibly by a Pakistan franchise. Um, and now you've got the 100 ball coming in. So really, the whole thing around short version cricket um, is taking over, and that for me is my short answer. I just think the white ball game is going to turn into what football is globally on the planet for cricket. Well, we, we, we know that there's a disparity in, in resources and, and the share of the pie, and the, the countries that have the big resources and the bigger shares are doing better. Um, how can cricket really expand and become bigger and better without a more equitable distribution of, of resources. Do you think that we're going to be stagnated because of that? Hardly, possibly, but I also think the exciting thing is that the ICC really want to engage this and make it more competitive across the board. Because there's no doubt, I mean, you look, you look at things with, 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 you know, the whole beautiful thing in Scotland and the ICC tournament of the, the recent uh, World Cup uh, in Iran, I was, I was fortunate to be there, was under the getting upset by Scotland. Now that can happen, and it's not impossible, but it does come back to what you we were alluding to, I think, is that how much resources can the ICC come forward and actually help the lesser lights um, that are spread across in the Western as we know. And to travel and get around uh, has, its, has its challenges. So when I look at that, I look at Afghanistan, the huge challenges they're going through. But all of you guys, all of that whole set of has such great talent. How do you harness it? How do you keep hold of it to want to try and play the national cricket? And that's the massive challenge the ICC has up against franchise cricket that is going a bit like the American model. And I, I think it's hard to not get away from that because suddenly you're going to have a an American league, you know, this USA league that they're talking about, possibly in the middle of the year, that's right in the underbelly, um, you've got the West Indies. So a lot of those guys are going to want to go and play in that. But that, I think it should be seen as a positive because it's the geography and everything and the time zones and everything next door that possibly young West Indian players with talent could get there and be harnessed within that whole setup. Because I think I think the USA is so untapped, everyone knows that, and it'll be very powerful. So. I just think um, the resources and the scenario challenge can't rely on a philanthropist. You can't rely on, you know, okay, Morty Boyd is gone. It was Stanford days. That was great. But obviously it wasn't obviously great in terms of where the money was coming from, generated. But you can't rely on people like that. So in terms of someone or something, the body, it really does 
pull back on what are the ICC going to do and how is it going to happen moving forward for particular West Indies. My last question to you is about PPL. Uh, what's your view of PPL uh, and its trajectory? Thus far, you've been here for many of the tournaments. How are things going for the PPL? It is an extraordinary tournament because, uh, like the IPL, there's a marriage of Bollywood. So you've got Bollywood and cricket marriage. You've also got with the West Indies in terms of PPL, you've got the, you've got the music and the Taliban culture. Uh, that go hand in hand really is such a no-brainer. Again, the timing of it, timing of window, I think they've found that in a way, whether it's sort of that later in August through to later in September uh, can work. And I think you're looking at all the other windows, the franchises that fit in, uh, do that. So pre-COVID, I mean, look at the fun we had and you could get out there and you could dancing and the music and the crowds when they were there in full houses under lights at night mostly because it really lends itself as we know to being a nice sport uh, hugely exciting and then the players and if you get the timing right and all of that and sponsors and yeah okay some of the money that the players can pay and um, i think they love coming there whether they can bring family uh, you get the timing of it how long is it not too long possibly you know just under a month say 28 days and then you've um, you've got to have maybe whether it's two setups of the islands, I don't know how that's all. I think um, yeah, we lost, yeah, lost it for a bit. Uh, but when he was speaking, he was uh, we hope to get him back. But he was speaking very much of the uh, of the CPL. Maybe yeah. we could ask Phil uh, and Roland. Uh, Phil, did you think they're getting enough from the CPL? No. Follow up to what you just asked, uh, Danny. Phil. I'm sure I don't really think we get uh, as much as we can from the CPL. I, I know that for the West Indies and the Caribbean, the Caribbean Premier League, uh, people are in discussions to try to see how best they can even get more from it. When you look at the exposure of some of our local uh, players, not a lot of exposure. Uh, and you're saying that it, 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 it is a marriage between the Caribbean and Bollywood, which, which I agree with. If you get into that Bollywood, uh, set up uh, a lot of Bollywood uh, people own uh, some of those franchises in, in the CPL. But we would just like to hear what is being done for the development of cricket and the young cricketers. We heard briefly uh, alluded to it. Uh, we, need, we need academies. So how do these mm. uh, these franchises in within the CPL, what are they contributing to the development of our junior cricket and our cricketers within the franchises? Because I, I believe that with the CPL, the franchises, in the, the, the individual franchises in territory should be able to get some kind of remuneration to start academies. And we can have those elite cricketers that Florida talk about in those academies working along with the other senior members. But I would like to know what is it that the CPL is really doing to help Westerners develop cricketers and cricket. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Roland, um, your reaction to all of this? Well, I think the CPL at the moment struggles with the fact that it cannot attract the top players around the world, simply because when it happens, usually there is international cricket in England, there's family cricket, um, usually a lot of the international sides are involved with um, international cricket, so they've never really been able to contribute in terms of getting those top players, and you know, like the IPL, 
they not be able to attract to take the prayers. So you, you need those sort of prayers really, you know, to drive your com- your competition. If you got the best competing, you know, then your competition will get um, you know what it deserves. So I think it's a growing tournament. Um, they've got a lot to do. I think they've got a lot, a lot to do within uh, the islands. Uh, besides um, coming to countries like Barbados and playing fight games at the moment, I don't think they really do a great deal. They need to do a lot more uh, uh, on the ground for the rest of the year, not just uh, for those three or four, two or a couple of weeks when they play the match. I think they need to have a presence um, right throughout the year where they're contributing something um, to the islands. So at the end of the day, uh, really, Barbados in, in many ways do not um, uh, associate with the, the Royals. I mean, the the Diamond mm-hmm. were not going to support them, but, um, you know, outside of that, really, I don't think the individuals really have a lot to do with the Royals because they don't really have a presence on the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a, a, a commercial break. When we come back, of course, we're going to continue our, our discussion about West Indies cricket. We also want to talk a bit about the Ashes as well. Of the second test starting pretty, pretty soon. Mason and Guest is brought to you in association with the right of
and participate in our program. Um, Danny Morrison is with us. Uh, of course, uh, Philo Wallace actually got me. Yes, yes, very much with you as well. Danny, what was that news I was saying recently when you said that yeah, Pollard is one of the most overrated cricketers you, you, you've ever come across? Was that fake news? Yeah.
15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah, wait, here it is. Here, Luke, have a great summer. Yes, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, Of 
they don't look fit, they don't demonstrate fitness uh, in their, you know, when they execute uh, on the field. What is this a part of the self-development you're talking about, or is this another problem? But it's all good. Let's take Hussein Thomas as an example. Now, here's a young man who started there, what, two, three years ago? And at that time, he may have weighed 240 pounds. Today, he's weighing about 290 pounds. Look at this, the size of this young man. As a, as a fast bowler, you need to be able to move sideways. You must be able to use your body, but with all of that baggage around your stomach coming back. So and that's why I say that lack of personal development and that lack of self-discipline.
on the air. Yes. I hear you keep asking everyone a question. I know you know the answer. What was that? But when we get here, what's going on with our brigade? Mm. Are you going over? Look, Mr. Mason? Yes. And you're also saying something that is far from the truth. What's that? All of us know our brigade was done for at least 25 to 30 years. Mm. But you must admit, Mr. Mason, yeah. and your team that up and up where we are, mm. that we have just captured three trophies mm. on the 19. Winning and the 2020. Right. Don't wait. I don't want to forget. No, 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 no. Let, no. Me, let, me, let me continue. continue Over 200. Over 200. And a man that we don't even hear a table. We don't have to live in our feet. The rich. The rich. You don't hear a table in. Mm-hmm. And all cricket, even epic, would have been in the same position as they know. Mm-hmm. All of us know that things they look good. Mr. Mason, mm-hmm. I want to find out from you, Mr. Mason. Yes. Is it possible mm-hmm. that we could get our president and vice president move before the English school? Move? Well, but, 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 but it's interesting that you say that because we've just been joined by the vice president, Dr. Kishore Shallow. Um, so do you want to ask the question to him directly? He's not going to move himself, I would imagine. I am asking you, ask you to believe that we could get ready to him. Well, I mean, uh, they were elected on a poll, and I think the next election is going to be sometime, what, next year? Is it next year? Um, oh, let's you know? move on, Carl. Let's move on, Carl. You're not asking my question. <laughs> no, man. So let me tell you why I say that. So, so hold on. So, so, you, so you're saying that. Dr. Shallow and the president, Ricky Kerr, should be removed? Is that what you're saying? Of course. And that's based on? And I'm going to tell you why. Sure. They did took over the leadership of the West Indies Brigade. Yes. The first thing the president says that the selectors at that time was keeping good cricketers out of the West Bank Brigade and is urging the West Indies. And he went on to give us the impression that some of the coaches were doing it also. And what he did, what he told him did, as leaders, he wondered who he believes should have been playing. Right. And I would like to ask you, Mr. Mason, where they are today. Mm. And who, who got them out now? Mr. Brown and the others was keeping them out of that senior brigade. Who keeping them out now? Mm-hmm. And the two people, including you also, mm. <laughs> Mr. Gonzalez, yes. Mr. Webster, yes. and Mr. Mitchell, yes. you all should get rid of these two people and hope that we will get back to where we were. Mm. They all was beginning to show us that he's going fast. Oh, I see. And you're destroying. Destro- no, that's a strong word. That's not true at all, sir. Let me tell you, Ola is not the Ola that we were seeing. No. You think you think that you could treat cricketers like if there's a machine. No, you, you just don't watch the Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. I probably wish to say that for they watch Gabriel. Millions of Americans are using GoodRx to save on their prescriptions. Here is Priscilla's story. Yes, we're listening to Mason and Guess. 
He will be back in a moment. Yeah, very good in conversation. And we will try to get back. I ended up losing my job because of COVID. My biggest yeah, thing was not knowing how. West Indies are in Pakistan. And we have to pause for cause right now. Let's go back to some music. Lost contact.
opponents is their ability to score. Similar, Japan always had a, a similar problem where against the more physical teams that they would keep possession, they would have a lot of possession, a lot of chances, but maybe not as clinical. But I mean, Thank you. 
Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season rise. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to
and Sunday from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, all.